It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again from Locked On Wizards. Corey Kisper drops 27 points, but the Washington Wizards are outscored 31 to 13 in the fourth quarter and give up another lead to the Orlando Magic. So they lose this one 116 to 109. We're going to talk about this game, why they lost, how the young guys did, and we're going to touch base on potential talks for a potential contract extension between the Washington Wizards and Christophe Brazingas. And of course, at the end, we're going to chop it up. So again, uh, <laughs> again, a really bad loss, but we're going to talk about it next on Locked on wizards you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what's up everybody it's your boy brandon scott again with locked on wizards again the washington wizards drop Another, I'm not going to say must-win game, but especially if you're looking at lottery odds, but another game where they led, and the fourth quarter, again, they were outscored 31-13 to in the fourth quarter. So, again, 116-109, to the Wizards fall against the Orlando Magic at home at the Capital One's arena. So, looking at this stat line, and let's talk about these young guys real quick, shall we? Now, obviously, with Bradley Bill being out, uh, Kyle Kuzma being out, and now KP out with this game with an illness, which, you know, is not specified, but they are officially tanking. They are officially trying to one, you know, try to get you know, give playing time to these young guys and really see where they're at and what where they're at as far as their place in this organization going forward. And two, I mean, it's, it's about draft picks right now. I mean, they really, are, they really are in tank mode because if you look at the rest of the schedule, this is the final week of the regular season for the um, well for the Washington Wizards. I'm not gonna say for the NBA because obviously the playoffs, playing tournament coming up, but. But this last week, um, really only winnable game looking at the schedule would be the Houston Rockets <laughs> next weekend. But uh, so they're they're efficient in tank mode. But let's, let's go ahead and look at these stats for these young guys, man. Um, let's start with the the biggest, biggest stat line of the night. Uh, Corey Kispert, 27 points scored. Nine for 14 from the field. All three-pointers. Nine three-pointers. 
His ability to shoot, his ability to cut, and his basketball IQ continues to show a lot of progress with his NBA game. You know, he's really, really blossoming to a really solid player. Now, I don't know if it's going to be role player, starter, because, you know, again, we don't know, you know, really what the future holds for this franchise yet, but he definitely has a place in his organization going forward. You know, this being year two, he's really taking a jump from year one to year two. I mean, his shot, he's easily the best shooter in his draft class. And, you know, like I said, his ability, he's really throwing other tools in his offensive skill set, whether it's driving the lane, cutting to the basket. I mean, it's just – Really, I mean, Cork Hispert has just really solidified himself as as really being a piece of this franchise going forward. So, again, 27 points. Shout out to uh, Corey Kispert. Really, really taking advantage of his playing time. Um, Denny Aviad, he did struggle tonight or last night. Um, six points, six rebounds, but he does the bad shooting night. And he wasn't only one, but looking at his stat line, 214, but 0 for 6 from 3. So, you know, a really bad shooting night for him, but – you know what? I'm I'm not stressing because this is time for these young guys to really get this playing time. And look, they're gonna have bad games, man. So I'm I'm not really distressed with the stat line because, you know, looking at the starting unit, Daniel Gafford, which you know me and E both kind of consider him a young guy because, yeah, we didn't draft Daniel Gafford, but you know we traded for him. But he's a young guy if you look at age and experience. And wow, 18 points, 13 rebounds. He really did his thing in the paint. I mean. And obviously, Ben Cheryl, he had a, a career night, you know. And But Daniel Gafford, man, I mean, two blocks to add to that, 18 points, 13 rebounds. So Daniel Gafford, again, just like Corey Kispert, really shows why he needs to be a, a piece of the franchise going forward because his age – and, yeah, he's going into an extension next year. So, And like I said, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, what is Kyle Kuzma going to do? What is Christophe Brzingis going to do? And we're going to talk about the fact that he, uh, him and the Wizards are talking about a contract extension. But, you know, I feel good about having Gaff return on an extension because he's really showed out with playing time this season. And I love what I see from an offensive and defensive standpoint because if you look at his offensive game, he looks a little more agile. I mean, if you look at a lot of these moves he made uh, this game, man, he's an agile big, man. Now, I get it, the jump shot, all that, you know, not fitting the modern-day big, but he is really – his game is really involved evolving excuse me so i love what i see from gaff so rounding out the starting lineup delon right let's i mean let's talk about delon real quick 21 points nine rebounds nine rebounds for a guard shooting eight for 15 two for six for three delon right to me if i look at next season who stays who goes delon to me stays and monte you know both him and monte will be on expiring contracts but i had no problem with delon right either i'm not gonna say starting because obviously we're in a search for our potential franchise point guard, but running the second unit. I mean, look at the stat line. I mean, his, his defensive prowess, the fact that his offensive skill set is not as, you know, I mean, he could he could score the, the rock, man. And if you look at the fact that, you know, as a guard, him and Goodwin are both guards that can rebound at a high level. So I love both of these guys. But uh, and rounding out the starting unit, obviously Monte Morris, four points, very underwhelming, uh, come back from injury. So Kispert, Delon, and Gaff ran this, this first unit. And they kept us in the game till the fourth quarter, apparently. But um, and we're going to talk about the second team real quick. Uh, Goody, a.k.a. Jordan Goodwin, 10 points, 4 for 15. Oh, no, no, excuse me. Johnny Davis, 10 points, 4 for 15, 2 from 10 from 3. So Johnny Davis, 10 points, yes, he's getting his shots up. And while on the one hand, you're looking at it like, all right, 
you know, he shot four for 15 and two for 10 from three. But, you know, he, confidence. He's shooting the ball more. You know, he was very hesitant early in the year. And even in, in you know, the, the first part of playing for the Capital City Go-Go, he was very hesitant to shoot. So the fact that he's putting up that many attempts shows me that he has confidence. And that's what you want to see from Johnny Davis. That's what you want to see, you know, more confidence. Because, I, again, you know, just like talking about Kispert and Gaff, man, as far as these young guys, um, I believe that Johnny Davis has a place in his organization going forward, and he should because he has shown enough fight. You know, there's a long list of players in his league who struggled at some point, especially in the rookie years or early on. And, you know, and the two names are really Markel Fultz is one of them, you know, <laughs> all the stuff he went through because of his shot and the fact that and we and we saw it. You know, 25 points for Markel Falls. So, you know, going back to Johnny Davis, man, you know, he's really worked on his game. And that's what you want to see from a young guy. He's trying to evolve his game. Uh, and then rounding out the second unit, uh, Kendrick Nunn, 12 points, 5 for 10 from the field. And Jordan Goodwin, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. So, again, just like DeLon, he's a guard who can contribute in rebounding and assists and shoot when he needs to shoot. So, you know, again, um, Unlike earlier in the year, I'm not going to go really, you know, just like me and E, we're not going to really go into the specifics why they lost the game because, you know, it's the last season run. And really, I'm we're just looking at the progress of the younger guys. So looking at the younger guys, I like what I see from the younger guys, man. We're playing time. I, I have a little – I have hope for the future. Now, there's a lot of debate whether, you know, about the draft picks, you know, about Tommy Shepard and his drafting ability. And I'll admit, he needs to step up his draft game. And, yes, Kispert, Denny – um, I, I'm not going to really say Rui because Rui was forced to be a starter early on. But even though a lot of these guys did not come in and contribute right away on the, on the starting unit, you're starting to see a little bit of that potential that he saw. Kispert, I'm a big fan of Kispert's game, man. Uh, Denny, you know, consistency is really his key. You know, he's got to be more consistent. Um, looking at Gaff, again, we didn't draft him, but he is a, a considered one of the young guys. And Gaff is really solidifying himself. In a starting unit, I, I, I love what I see from Gap, the attitude, the, the veracity, the defense. I, I love it, man. Um, and then you know, Johnny Davis and Jordan Goodwin, quality minutes. So, again, this this loss, if I, if I'm going to pinpoint one thing why we lost this game, well, two, Markel falls 25 points and Banchero 30 points, 12 rebounds. So, Paulo, man, there's a reason why he was number one overall, and homie, he can play. He can play some basketball, man. And it was a big reason why, you know, they scored, I believe it was 58 points in the paint by Orlando. So, and the biggest factor really losing this game is the fourth quarter, man. Outscored, I mean, they outscored us 31 to 13. So they came out in the fourth quarter and again, another loss where just a team comes back from behind. And yes, Orlando, yes, is, you know, late in the year. And we're, you know, I'm not, I'm going to say technically because Ted will never technically tank, but we're tanking. So, but that you know, that, that fourth quarter is where we lost the game. So, again, you could say a winnable game, but it's tank mode, and really we're trying to get the best pick available. So, you know, again, 116-109, we fall to the Orlando Magic. So, next, we're going to talk about uh, the ongoing talks between Christoph Brazingas and the Washington Wizards on a new extension after opting out of his current deal going to the offseason. But before we do, this ep today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back. 
and bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All in one app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed with FanDuel. So let's we'll slide into the next subject. And a uh, lot of pretty much every news source as far as sports is reported, but it was first put out by The Athletic. Um, the Washington Wizards and Christopher Zingas are in talks currently for a new extension following him opting out of his current deal, uh, his, his player option rather in the offseason. Uh, so looking at the uh, specifics, they're looking at uh, a potential deal of four years, $180 million. So obviously he would not be up there salary-wise with Bill, but those two together are going to take up a big piece of the salary cap. So my question for you guys, and um, really to add to the discussional piece at the end, do you think that his injury pass is a red flag for signing him to a four-year extension? Or have you seen enough from him being healthy this year, playing at an all-star level to sign him to that deal. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys, man, and go ahead and let me know what you think. Do you think his injury pass is a red flag, or do you think you've seen enough from Christophe Bazingas to sign him to that deal? But obviously, I mean, that, that changes things for this franchise because it changes the dynamics real quick, right? Because, I mean, if you sign him to that deal, again, that's a large portion of your salary cap space that goes towards two players. And if you add in the fact that you know, Daniel Gaffer's going to an extension and you still got uh, Monte Morris, DeLon Wright on, uh, you know, contract years next year. So, you know, you got Denny, Kispert. So, the, you know, the flexibility lessens a little bit, especially if you're looking at a potential deal for Kyle Kuzman. Because per sources, which again was reported by The, the Athletic, was that currently Kyle Kuzman is looking for 25 to $30 million dollars. So I'm going to offer you what I think about that. Now, let me start by saying this. I am a big fan of Kyle Kuzma. Now, you, you know, some people are, some people aren't. Some people like the fact that he's a shooter and very aggressive on offense. And some people don't like the fact that he does tend to shoot a lot of attempts. But, I mean, you can't deny the fact that his leadership and him solidifying himself as a more complete basketball player as opposed to the player we saw in L.A., so it is a different player in Kyle Kuzma, but looking at the fact that, you know, there's a really good possibility that KP stays long-term. I mean, early on in his tenure here in DC, he said he loved DC and, you know, and he's not one of these guys that need a big market. Yeah. He came from New York initially being drafted by the Knicks, but going to Dallas and then here. So he's not one of these guys that are chasing the bright lights, like a Kyle Kuzma or, you know, a lot of these other all-stars. So if he stays, and the fact that you have him and Bill signed to big deals. If I'm the general manager, and this is my take on that, if I'm the general manager, I'm letting him walk. I'm re-signing KP, and I'm letting Kuz walk. And, yeah, Denny 
Denny Avia is on a contract year, but I'm sliding him into the small forward position if you don't find another small forward. Because my second take is this. I am definitely packaging those two second-round picks for another first round. I think, in my, in my humble opinion, y'all, um, and I know there's some Wizards fans that, that agree with me, is that you got to go into this draft with another first-rounder. This is a loaded draft. You easily, from the first pick to the 15th pick, you got guys who can make a difference for it any organization in the NBA. And even if we choose to do a retool, not a rebuild, and try to build not only around Bradley Bill, but KP, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I prefer a rebuild, but I do like KP. I like Kuz, but I'm not paying Kuz $30 million, man. I mean, it ain't happening. When I can slide Denny into the three and call it a day. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. I like KP. I would not mind him being here long-term. Bradley Bill's a whole nother question. And then let me get to, let me say this. Bradley Bill is my third favorite wizard of all time. And you can't take away what he's done in DC off the court. You can't take away the fact that, you know, he's going to be the leading scorer. And, you know, look, he's got a lot of history here. The John Wall era, you know, and obviously there's been issues here and there. But let's say this. Um, the issues that me and a lot of people have with Bradley Bill, is, it has nothing to do with him as a player. It definitely has nothing to do off the court because, look, you know, from my standpoint, from off the court, he's a – family guy who prioritizes his family and he does a lot of things for the community around dc but let me say this and i've, I've said this from the point when he signed the contract which is when you sign a supermax contract and solidify yourself as a guy that comes with a whole new expectations for you as a player for you as a leader and and that's just it but i don't personally see bradley bill being traded because the contract just i mean as a gm if I'm opposing GM, why would I trade for a guy that one is getting paid that amount of money? Two, for a guy who's going to his 30s, and three, for a guy that his skill set is actually diminishing. I mean, he, you know, he was once a well-known shooter where his three-point shot is diminishing. He's more of a mid-range guy. So I, I don't see him going anywhere. I see him staying in DC unless it's a deal that just too good to pass up. But I just I don't see him going anywhere. But um, getting back to the topic at hand, which is the extension. I have no problem with it. Now, like the question I asked you guys earlier, does his injury pass scare you from really um, really committing to him long-term? I mean, that's a, that's a tough question, man, because on one hand, it's like, yeah, to a certain degree, you worry about that. But then this season, he's proven that when healthy, he's an all-star, easy. And I love his game. So, um, definitely tell me what you guys think, man. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and slide into comments. And again, appreciate y'all. Um, again, pre um, sorry about not doing the video right after the game. I uh, Friday I was actually in Philadelphia. Uh, I just decided I wanted a Philly cheesesteak and I wanted to go see the Rocky statue. So I took a day trip to Philly and um, I had a ball, man. So definitely apologize for not doing the episode right after the game. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about these you know these subjects today so let's get right into the topics man and again i appreciate y'all man i really do and it's been a long year man but man it's been fun with y'all man um slide into the sign i'm very interested in hearing oh lord <laughs> it's really phantom thoughts tonight one of racism is what made denny shoot two for 14 oh lord y'all have already started all right uh bullets nation 60 time we've blown a 15 point lead this year 34 and 43 but should be 50 and 27 west has got to go Y'all know my thoughts. I think you have to evaluate head coach going into the offseason. You have to. You know, the number one, his MO was defense in Denver. And you just have not seen that translate into success in D.C. 
Um, I do think a lot of that has to do with coming into a situation where it's a mixed bag between veterans and young guys. And you don't, we don't have the personnel to really implement a defensive system. You know, we very few guys on the team actually their MO's defense. You know, Denny can defend, you know, Jordan Goodwin, he can defend, um, DeLon can defend, but you know, Mar- Morris is not a big defender, he's an undersized guard. Uh, Kisper, offensive dude, man, but you know, he definitely has to work on his defense in the offseason. Uh, Gaff, he is a defensive guy in the paint, but he does have his moments, especially against bigger and stronger centers. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, a part of me does think that two years are enough to really dictate whether he should be here long term or not. But then the part of me is like this, you know, if they, if they decide to rebuild, I'm actually kind of intrigued to see how West does with a rebuilding team with young guys and try to really formulate his defensive system here in D.C. So we'll see, man. Like I said, there's a lot going on into the offseason. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to talk to you guys about it. Me and E are very excited about the offseason. But, um, yeah, man, another blown lead. And I, I definitely think you have to evaluate the head coaching position going into the offseason. So appreciate you, man. Uh, the Press Wizards fan. Thoughts on us wanting to re-sign KP to a huge contract? Who do you think we should prioritize between Kuz and KP? KP is better, more injury-prone. Kuz is better, leader, and younger. Um, just like I said earlier, man, I, I love both of them. I think, you know, the, there were quality additions, especially KP. I mean, that was a heck of a trade that he pulled off for him, man. You know, getting rid of Dinwiddie and Berton because Berton needed to go. I mean, he really didn't need to stay. But um, I would definitely prioritize KP. Now, obviously, like you know, like I said earlier, um, you're gonna have your, you know, the, his injury pass is going to be a red flag to a certain degree, but. I think this year he has proven that when he is healthy and he put a lot of work into being healthy this year, you know, there's a lot of stories about it uh, before the season about him really working on not being so injury prone. And I think that had a lot to do with his skill set. you know, with the way he plays, he plays in a way that's not putting a lot of pressure on his legs and his knees. You know, he's really being smart. So no, I don't have a problem with him staying long-term. I really don't. So I appreciate you, man. The press wizards fan. (laughs) <laughs> um michael wilder what's up man how you doing today man sup brandon my buddy and i were hard rooting for the magic down the stretch <laughs> what do you think the percent chance is that bill is here next season that's a good question man i'm going to say 75 percent chance he's here because you know we we once thought of the john wall contract and the russell westbrook contracts as untradeable and excuse me y'all i mean it's hot today um so is his, is his contract untradeable? Nah, but again, you, you got to try to look at things from the perspective of a, of a GM opposite Tommy Shepard, right? You know, if why would I trade for Bill? I mean, the time to trade him was two, three, four years ago. You know, when they had that package of Golden in Golden State for the two picks and Wiseman and uh, it was a few players. I think it was Wiggins. I would have took that. You know, we waited too long to trade him. And like I said, looking from a, an opposing GM's perspective, man, you know, his age, his dimin- d- diminishing offensive skill set, you know, the fact that as a playmaker, he's very limited in, in creating shots. You know, he he has a you know he has very predictable moves when it comes to attacking the basket. And while he can attack the basket, usually it's against guards who he's fa- he's bigger and faster than. You know, the fact of the matter is, his his offensive skill set is diminishing. So I, I don't see it. I think it's a 75% chance now. The Lakers and their never-ending quest to try to trade for everybody. Maybe they take a chance on them. You know, maybe I, I, it's, it's, I don't see many other teams, 
you know, that would really take a chance on a guy going to his thirties with a diminishing offensive skill set. I think he's here, man. I think once he really gets that, that scoring record, he's here and he really wants to solidify himself here as a wizard, man, because I just, I don't see it, man. Maybe Boston, like, like we all know he's him and Jason Tatum are childhood friends. So I could see that. And I would not mind Jalen Brown teaming up with KP. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I would not mind that. So appreciate you, Michael Water. Definitely appreciate it, man. I'll uh, see unknown uh, ism. <laughs> what difference does it make if we draft G League players with their first round pick? Um, me personally, I think that you know it depends on the situation of your franchise. If you're a younger franchise, I don't, I mean. Did, did, it's not it's not like i don't know that's a good question man because yeah like i said it depends on really the situation in your franchise if you look at dallas you know the, the fact that they picked up uh jane hardy you know it's he, he you know you worked on his game a little bit in g league and then he came out and look at him i mean he's scoring i mean he's playing good basketball right now especially with all the turmoil going on in dallas with Kyrie. and i don't know why people keep trading for Kyrie, man but um so yeah i think that depending on your situation if you're a team that's young and you need guys to come in and try to you know like okc you know, if you look at what OKC's been able to do with the draft, man, just between, you know, Josh Giddy and, you know, Chet Holmgren. You know, I know Holmgren hasn't played this year, but, you know, the list goes on. So I, it depends on the situation. Uh, oh, shit, a lot of picks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, nah, I, would, I, mean I, I wouldn't draft a project with a lottery pick. Maybe a late first rounder, second rounder. Yeah, but, but no, nah, I wouldn't. Not with a lottery pick. So let's see. Ah, Fred Fezzo. What's up, homie? Uh, I would prioritize KP to the same age. Yeah, I, I'm going to prioritize KP. Absolutely. All right, peaked in 78. Oh, I like that. Uh, glad to see Denny was on the tank train yesterday. Keeps bringing value on and off the court. <laughs> well, you know, he had consistency has always been his issue. You know, it was, it was a really bad shooting night. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but, um, you, know, he's, you know, he's a young guy. You're going to have these, these stretches where, you know, consistency is a problem, but you know, he's, he's working on his game. I, I like what I see from these young guys, man. So, oh, uh, man. Mike Laurie, what's up, man? That air ball was ugly from Johnny. I think his stat line was ugly. But, like I said, he's his attempts tell a story, right, that he's got more confidence. You know, sometimes you need, to, you need some air balls. You, people forget Kobe. I, I forget if it was his rookie year or one of his first couple years in the league, but you all forget the playoffs. Kobe Bryant air balled I don't know how many times. You know, you got to take L's, man, for you to really work on your game, work on yourself, and get better. You know, it takes L's. So I have no problem with him taking L's as long as it as Kyle's his game. It really helps him build himself up. So I don't have a problem with it, man. Um, I'm going to do a couple more. Let's see. A lot of good comments, man. Appreciate y'all today, man. Uh, area 11 underscore T. What's up? For everybody who wants us to tank and draft one of these guys, if we don't blow it up, what do y'all expect one of these rookies to, to do, seeing how we treat young guys while br building around Brad? Oh, I'm, I agree, and I'm going to say this, man. Um, it comes down to this basic fact about the Washington Wizards. They need to figure out what their vision is. It's tough to, you know, these last two to three years, man, we've, we've done nothing more than try to compete and rebuild at the same time. You know, it's tough to do that. You know, they need to, they need to figure out what their vision is. And, you know, they need to figure out whether they're trying to compete, whether they're trying to rebuild, retool. There's no, there's a clear lack of vision for this team from the owner down to the GM to even the coach. There's a lack of vision. You know, nobody knows what the, 
long-term solution here in DC. You know, we're trying to so um Ingus, this is a good con. Uh maybe flip coups for good point guard. Well, I mean, a sign and trade is not out of the, the equation at this point. You know, we could definitely probably sign and trade coups, but and maybe you could flip him for a quality point guard. Now the question is, you know, going to the offseason, how many guards you know or franchise point guards rather could you flip coups for? It's it's hard, man. You know, I think the best alternative for point guard is to go into the draft and get a kid where you can build him up and he can get proper experience running this the offense. You know, and, it, and that's just where my head's at. I like this. And then look, Kaysen Wallace, we need another University of Kentucky guard. It's like J-Dub, man. We need Kaysen Wallace. That's that's my favorite um, point guard prospect. So I'm with Kaysen, man. Um, let's see. Brick to buildings. We are stuck with Bill. Yep. Sign KP and let Coos walk. It's easier to find another Coos. Yep. Completely agree. I agree with you 100%. You know, I love Coos, but you can find cheaper options at the wing instead of paying three guys i mean you you re-sign coos and kp you are giving up 95 percent of your cap space and i'm just guessing i mean i don't have the specifics in front of me but i mean it's a large proportion of your cap space you could easily find a replacement or you could take that money that you're going to pay coos and find two guys easy especially with gaff being in an extension monte's here delon's here on on a uh, contract years Denny's on a contract year. You still got Kisper for a couple more years. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I would let Kuz walk. And like I said, I'm a big fan of him, but I'm definitely going to let him walk, man. Oh, let's see. Area 11 underscore T. What's good again, man? Another question here that is if Jalen Brown makes all NBA, he'll get a Supermax like Brad. Do you think that's a trade that could be made to trade Brad for his con- – yes, I do. I think there's a lot to this Boston thing, man. And I think that – there's very few options to flip Brad, but Boston would be one of the best chances to do so, in my opinion. Boston would be the best chances to do so. So, nah, great question, man. Um, Ingus, what is your opinion? Who currently holds the best return in terms of trade? And how much KP value has increased from this? Oh, man, well, look at KP real quick. His trade value is, a, is to the roof because he's healthy. And he's playing at all-star level. We could definitely get a good – we could get a first-round pick for KP. Easy. You know, but the thing is, you know, I, I don't mind him staying here long term. I, if I had to choose between Kuz and KP, it's KP, you know, because his skill set for the modern day NBA big combined with Gafford has been effective. And, K, and you know, Kuz just I, I'm not comfortable paying him twenty five million, thirty million dollars. I'm just not, man, because I don't think that this current solid three is enough to compete. I don't. I think I'm taking that money that good could go towards. Kyle Kuzma, and I'm spending it on another wing. You know, there's other things that we need. I just don't, I don't think we need to spend $30 million on Kyle Kuzma. It's not needed. But I think KP, yeah, I would definitely prioritize him. Uh, let's see. Matt, what's up, man? Thoughts on Nick Smith Jr. lottery odds? Love Nick Smith Jr., man. If we are in a position to get him, yes, absolutely. If you're in a position to get Nick Smith, yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't think he's going to make it to – I mean, it's, it's tough to really predict where we're going to be at. If we get in the top five, if you have an opportunity to get Nick Smith, you got to grab him. You know, Case and Wallace, those are my two go-tos. Now, you know, I know people looking at Black, um, Arkansas. But me, personally, like, I like Case and Wallace, and I like Nick Smith Jr. out of Auburn, man. So, I'll, But I don't see um, Nick Smith, that is, Jr. I don't see him making it past number five. I don't see it. Now, if we get a pick later than five to ten, 
then we could be in play to get Casey Wallace out of Kentucky. So, no, nah, I'm with you, man. I think he, I, I like Nick Smith. Um, last two comments, same guy, Joshua Jenkins. What's going on, brother? Once Brown gets a Supermax deal, trade Bill for Brown because Bill would sign up to play with Tatum and Jalen is a better player right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I like Bradley Bill. I love what you did for the city. I love what you, I love what you've done for this franchise, but look, it's not working, man. We got to try something else, you know? Oh, excuse me. So if we, if we are in a position to sign or the trade for Jalen Brown, I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Jalen Brown and KP. Yeah, I'm with it. And then add other pieces. I, I, I like that direction because you know, we, me and Ed, we say this all the time, man. What is the very definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. And this the Bradley Bill era, outside of the one year with Russell Westbrook, and even then, you know, we we had to make the playoffs through the play-in, and we got a gentleman's sweep. So what is, you know, what is the ceiling with Bradley Bill being the franchise player? I think we all know the answer to that. So, um, we, I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, if it's not working, you've got to shake it up. And I think the Jalen Brown for Bradley Bill, I think that's a doable trade. I think that's something that Tommy Shepard has to look into. So this is going to be the last comment tonight. I, I definitely appreciate everybody showing up Saturday again um, last week of the regular season. But let's get through this, y'all. Ingus, again, it's just me, but it feels like KP is a quite good, solid type of lead by example leader. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Young guys like KP and team, he earned his strikes and watch. You know what? Outstanding comment. And I, because I agree with that, you know, he has shown leadership kind of quieter. Now, you know, Kuzma has been a catalyst for leadership in DC, too. I don't want to take that away from him. He's done well with leadership, which is crazy because the one person you want leadership from, you're not getting it, which is Bradley Bill. But again, I'm going to get off Brad. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're in the stripes in Washington, man. You know, it's hard. He, he couldn't fit with Luca, which, as you can see, it's hard to find a complimentary player to play with Luca in Dallas. And then in New York, man, he was required to do more than he was ready for in New York, you know, especially after the departure of Carmelo Anthony. You know, they wanted him to be the guy, and he just wasn't ready for that. And so he's had time to really figure out what he wants to do with his game. And I love what I see from KP, man. So, again, I appreciate everybody, man. I definitely appreciate everybody showing up on a Saturday. I hope everybody had a beautiful Saturday because it was good weather out here in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. So I definitely appreciate everybody. So, um, again, we are we actually hit three thousand subscribers on YouTube, and it's because of you guys, man. So definitely appreciate it. But continue to like, uh, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification button when dope videos like this one come out. Um, definitely follow me and the real Ed Oliver on Twitter and Instagram. We we chop it up all the time on game days and off days alike. And wherever you get your podcast definitely a five-star review will be much appreciated so thank you for making locked on wizards your first listen today for now make your second listen game to game nba every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nba with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on nba available on Aussie app youtube and wherever you get your podcast so again i hope all y'all had a blessed and really nice weekend now tomorrow we are in Madison Square Garden, a.k.a. the Mecca of basketball. Six o'clock at the Knicks. So, again, the Knicks are ready for the playoffs, and it appears we are ready for the draft. So, um, but again, watch, support. 
uh, was try to really, really get behind these young guys and really see what we got for the future. But again, I appreciate y'all, man. I hope everybody has a blessed Saturday night. And I will see y'all after the game tomorrow with my man, the real it all of So, all right, everybody. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.